Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning to our family at the Philadelphia campus. Come on, let's, let's give them a, a hello shout. Praise the Lord. So excited. We are one church in two cities, and God is on the move. Jesus is building his church. Hallelujah. I also want to say hello to all of our online family members who are very special to us. And I'm so excited that this is the first year that we have Vision Sunday, not just here, but we're joining together with Philadelphia Tabernacle. Can we praise God one more time for that? Hallelujah. This year's Vision Sunday starts with a biblical question that every person listening to my words should be asking themselves. It is a question that God asks several times in Scripture. It is a question that was supposed to influence his children while they were on the earth until he returns. God wants us to live our lives in light of this question. I'm going to read from two different places. One, a specific story that is not just a biblical story, but it is a biblical story that is so, that is meant to impact and shape our lives. It's meant to teach us, inspire us for our own lives. And then he also asked the same question in a prophetic and universal way. And we need to be asking ourselves. So let, we're going to jump right into it. In Genesis chapter 18, let me set the stage for you. But in Genesis chapter 18, the life of Abraham has unfolded uh, to this very uh, pivotal, significant moment. 24 years before this conversation, God made an incredible promise to Abraham. He made him a promise that not only he would have a child, but that child would be the birth of many, many nations. That he would not just have one child, but he would have so many children. How many children? As many as stars in the sky, as many as sands on the seashore. And at this moment, God steps in because, brothers and sisters, when God promises you something, there is a moment when he steps in and says, it is time to fulfill what I have promised you. How many believe in the fulfillment of the promise of God? So even though this was in the Old Testament, many theologians believe that this was what they call a pre-incarnate visitation of Christ. Three men came in the form of, they were considered angels. Most theologians believe that the one speaking to Abraham was Christ himself because we know that Jesus uh, uh, um, was in the beginning. Jesus was always existed. Jesus was the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the eternal God, and he always was, and he always is, and he always shall be. How many would say amen? And so he comes speaking into the life of Abraham, and I want you to read this because this is real life. This is so real life, but it's real life so that you could say it's real life for me too. 
That's what Vision Sunday is all about. So, so after a whole exchange, we're jumping right into it. The Lord says to him, where is your wife, Sarah? They asked him. There in the tent, he said. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now, Abraham is 100 years old at this time. Sarah, I don't exactly know exactly how old, but she is way past child uh, 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 rearing, having years. She's way past it. But the Lord promised 24 years ago that they would have a son. And that son would be the beginning of a great work of God through that particular seed. The seed of the promise, when the seed of the promise of God is fulfilled, it's more than just a nice thing for you. It's something eternal. It's something powerful. It's so much bigger than who we are. When God fulfills that promise, amazing things are being released through our lives. And that's what was going on here. Let's keep going. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham uh, and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child now that I am old? I love the reality of the Bible. I mean, doesn't this sound just like your house, right? And so he says, is anything, here's the question, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? One more time, is anything too hard for the Lord? He says, I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was, Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, yes, you did laugh. Oh, I love the Bible. I love the Bible. No, I didn't do it. Yes, you did do it. And that's the question. The question is, is anything too hard for the Lord? He asked the father of our faith. And when God spoke to Abraham, he was not just speaking to Abraham. He was speaking to Abraham so that we would know that he was, he was speaking to the father of how the children of God were meant to live. The children of God were meant to live by faith. And that question to Abraham was a question that he also poses to us. He actually does this prophetically, universally, universally in the book of Jeremiah. The Bible says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Everyone read it with me. Is anything too hard for me? That is the question. As we look down the road of 2023, as we look in light of what we've been through for the last three or four years, as we look at the chaos, as we look at the crisis, as we look at the hardship, the word of the Lord comes to us and God challenges us. Is anything too hard for the Lord? How many believe all things are possible through Christ Jesus? Hallelujah. We believe that, Lord. 
in Philadelphia. We believe that. Now listen, what we need to understand in both cities, wherever you are as you're sitting watching this, you might be in, in your kitchen right now, or you might be watching online. As we take in this question, we must understand what the Jews understood when they heard this question. When they heard this question, they understood that there were two sides to it. They knew what too hard means in, in the Hebrew language. And so what you and I need to understand is that when the Bible says, is anything too hard, it's actually two sides of the same coin. Hard doesn't just mean extraordinarily difficult. Hard also means wonderful, miraculous, without comparison, absolutely distinguished by the finger of the Most High God. Every time the Hebrews read that prophecy, they were hearing not just is anything too hard for the Lord. What they were hearing is, is there anything too wonderful for God to do for me? And you need to ask your question, is there anything too wonderful? wonderful in Philadelphia, no matter what you've been through, no matter where you've been, here's the question, is there anything too wonderful? Sarah laughed and said, that's just too wonderful. You can't do that for me. I'm too old. It's all past. That's just too wonderful. And God says, I am the king of glory and nothing is too hard. Nothing is too wonderful for me. Is anything too wonderful? Is anything too wonderful for God? Listen to this, um, this quote about this question. He says, when God asked the question, is there anything too hard for me? It is a genuine question meant to move the conversation forward. Listen to this. Meant to move us into our future. When, when God asks you that question, wherever you find yourself today, everyone sitting in Philadelphia listening to this, the word of the Lord is just as powerful today as it was thousands of years ago. God is able to do miracles just as great today. How many believe he can do miracles just as great today? Hallelujah. But here's what we have to believe. Here's what we have to receive. We have to believe that our too hard is God's too wonderful. You see, on the heaven, on the earthly side, we say, is anything too hard? On the heavenly side, God says, is anything too wonderful? And so I want to pray right now. And, and, and you know what? I, I got one more thing to say before we pray. Because I want to remove a stumbling block from your mind. And I want you to know that, you know, I've been serving the Lord for I, I, uh, close to 40 years now, maybe 40 years. After a while, you forget you can't count that high, right? So, but, but this issue is very personal because it never ends. For the Christian, this particular issue that I'm talking about, it should never end. There should be a freshness about your expectations of God. It doesn't matter how long you've been walking with God. 
How many know Abraham was 100 years before God did his greatest work? Okay, he was 100 years old and God had done all sorts of miracles and works of deliverance and blessing. He was blessed beyond measure. But no matter where you've been, no matter where you think you've arrived, how many know God has more wonderful for his people? Anybody, could you put your hands together and say, yes, Lord. Now, let me just, let me just deal with the stumbling block because sometimes... We say, yeah, but you don't know my story. Let me just declare this to you. Our wonderful actually starts at creation. In Psalm 139, here's what the Bible says. You created every part of me. You put me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because you're to be feared. All you do is, come on, three words together, Strange and wonderful. All you do is strange and wonderful. I know it with all my heart. The reason why that's in the scripture is because God wants you to know that you were created with great love. You were formed in your mother's womb. It doesn't matter what the details are around it. It doesn't matter if your mom wanted you, if your dad wanted you. None of those things matter. What really matters is that your heavenly father wanted you. Come on, somebody say amen. And he wanted to use your life. The Bible says you are God's workmanship. Okay, you've been created. He has good works for us to do. Remember, last week we talked about fruit for the father. Everybody say fruit for the father. We are here to bear fruit for the Father. And when God created you, it was a strange and wonderful act. And he says, I'm the one who started this whole thing. And why does he want you to know that? He wants you to know that because he created you knowing that you were stepping into a fallen world. He created you knowing that you would step into crisis and turmoil and darkness and hardship. He created knowing that you would go through storms and difficulties, in some cases heartbreaking trauma. All of these things would come at us as the children of, of God. But we are distinguished by the finger of God upon our lives. We are distinguished. We are set apart because God says your too hard will become my wonderful. Watch and see. Just believe the great things that I, I want to do for your life. So don't let the enemy bring the past and the hardship up as if that is a stumbling block to God. Because that's no stumbling block. Your past is no stumbling block. All things are possible. God has solutions and answers that we have no clue about. And so in Philadelphia, uh, um, online, in this room, let's lift our hands like little children. And let's receive. Father, we open up your hearts, our hearts, Lord, to your too wonderful. God, I pray today that you would help us by your mighty power to believe you like Father Abraham did. 
I pray, O oh Lord, that no matter how incredible or seemingly strange your promise is to us, God, we receive it and we cling to it like Father Abraham did. And God, we declare today that that question is for us. And so, Lord, you have a too wonderful for each and every one of us. And God, I pray that you would move by your spirit and you would make straight the way in our hearts, in our minds, in our choices. God, we yield ourselves to you and we say in 2023, we want to bear fruit for the Father. We want to bring you glory. God, do the miraculous, do the powerful, do the liberating. Do, oh God, by your powerful anointing, raise, oh God, raise up dead, dry bones, oh God. God, raise up what has been long gone. Do, oh God, whatever it takes, oh God to release your wonderful into our homes, our minds, our bodies, our families, our children and our children's children. The children of the righteous will be mighty in the land. They'll be mighty in the land. Our children will serve you, my God. And so we receive it and we thank you for it. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. amen. Come on, let's clap to him one more time. Hallelujah. This past week, I ran into a brother. We're going to tell his story. Um, but uh, if I could jump to the conclusion, he's like, you know, Pastor, I always wanted this. And I always wanted to do that. I wanted this certification. I wanted this opportunity. But, you know, I've got a record, and those doors were close to me. And I wanted this, and I want to do that. And, but, you know, I've been trusting God and serving God, and I've been through this, and I've been through that. But guess what the Lord has done? I've got the certification. I've got the position. I've got this because nothing is too hard for God, whether it be mentally, professionally, relationally. I'm telling you right now, now God wants to work in us and then he's going to work through us, but he will always also work for us. Yes, he will work in us, through us, but he always works for us. Hallelujah. I got to keep going here, but I got to say one more thing. So I found out, I didn't know this, but I found out that the third Monday of January is the saddest day of the year. It's statistically proven. They call it Blue Monday. And studies show that the third Monday is the saddest because people recognize that they haven't kept their resolutions. It's almost like they created this pathway for themselves they haven't kept it, and so they get discouraged. And literally, statistically, they say it's the saddest day. But I'm here to declare that we are on the learn, live, and, live, and give journey, and we are going to bear fruit for the Father in 2023. There's no blue Mondays around here because Jesus is with us, and we're going to stick with Jesus. We're going to stick with Jesus, and he's going to carry us all the way there. How many would say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I really want to focus 
the vision of 2023 towards the individual. I believe that God wants us to, to receive the very things that he wants to do in us. And when we look back at the end of 2023, should the Lord tarry, we will have more things to celebrate than we ever have. Because how many know God wants to work in everybody around here? He wants to work in people who are watching online. It's a great thing to be part of a church. It is a phenomenal thing to be part of a place that, that is moving and reaching. It's, it's great to, to collectively participate. I'll celebrate some of those things that I high level in a few moments, but how many know the thing that God cares about the most is you? And that's what we know as pastors here. The thing he cares the most about is you. So everybody say, he has a wonderful for me. Yes, he does. In 2023, God has a wonderful for you. And that's what we're going to be focusing on today. But look, let me just really... I don't want to spend too long on this, but since it's Vision Sunday, I want to touch high level. The list is too long. I just want to say a couple things high level. We are always, uh, 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 the, Bible, the Bible says to them that believe, he gave them the power to become sons and daughters of God. Our mission is that this would be a place of becoming. Okay. What? Why? Because we believe that God has a never-ending transformational process. Listen in Philadelphia, this new work that God has birthed. God has a never-ending transformational process for you and your children and your children's children, for your neighbors, for your co-workers. That's the way the kingdom of God advances. And at the, just a, a very high level, let me, let me give you a couple of quick stats. So we had over 300 people accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Could we praise God? Do you realize? Do you remember what that meant for you? Hallelujah. Do you have children? Now we have grandchildren. Let, let me tell you, if I could personalize this for a moment. When I think about my grandson, let's say Wesley, my oldest. The things that he's learning, the things that he knows, the things that they, the kids, our grandkids, they ask questions that never dawned upon my soul until I was 18 years old. They're thinking about God right now in ways that never even crossed the screen of my mind. You know, and it's because God has great things for them. I am so thankful that he rescued me. Anybody here thankful to be saved by Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Think about the impact of 300 people giving their lives to Christ. Think about how that reaches across, across not just cities, but nations, entire continents. God has an incredible plan, and 300 people accepted Jesus. We had 145 new members. We had 445 becoming participants in the Becoming Center. Little is much when God is in it. We've only just begun, but could we celebrate that, we, that God is causing our dreams to come true? They're being realized. Hallelujah, Jesus. Over 2,000 people were served through Love and Serve. There were 1,000 backpacks given out. And everything is a seed. 
Everything is a seed, little by little, reach, reach, reach. Do you know, you may not have this perspective, but I remember when our church first started and it was like three rows or two rows right here and someone would have an encounter with God at the church and then we wouldn't see him for a year. Sometimes we wouldn't see him for two years. But how many know, when he gets you, he gets you. And sooner or later they show up. You know, if you're watching and you're like tuned in today and you're one of those, he's going to get you. You can run, but you can't hide. His love is too great. His love is too powerful. Everything is a seed. And listen, let me tell you one of the reasons why I know that I know that I know that 2023 is going to be fire. I want to show you a picture. So, you know, today is the, uh, we, our, our fast is over today. I walked in this morning and said, could I have some banana cream pie, please? <laughs> um, and uh, the fast has been powerful. And I want to encourage you to call a personal fast one day, two days, three days throughout the year. It's very, very helpful to you. Very powerful. But, but our intercession ministry prayed from, what time do you guys start? Seven, right? From seven to midnight, run by, uh, led by Esther Arthur. And they were right here in this room. I got a picture. Okay, this is people, this is probably about 11 o'clock at night. 11.30. And people were in this room reaching out to God. And how many know when we call upon him, God will surely answer. God will surely answer. But listen, there's another picture I want to show you very quickly. This is, the, this is the one that gets me. Ready? You see that right there? So that right there is, is right back there at the back of the, right by the, uh, um, by the sound tech booth back there. There was a whole family that was here, and this was a makeshift bed for a little toddler, and the little toddler was here. You, you don't even understand the power of a little baby, just like Samuel, the presence of God, worship, prayers, incense going up to the king of glory. In this crazy, dark world, in this wretched place where, where people deny God, it doesn't matter. A lighthouse, a place where we're tabernacling with God. And that little baby is right there. And, and whenever the baby felt like getting up, mom would run over. She'd seek God, pray, call upon the Lord. Baby gets up, pick up the baby, hang out with the baby, put the baby back down. How many know when people are sacrificing like that, Get ready, get ready, get ready, because God is going to move in power. Come on, clap with me and say we believe, oh God. I have to say very, very quickly that we, we, we have to celebrate Philadelphia Tabernacle. A miracle. God has given us a brand new family, such precious people. And we are now one church in, in two cities. And this was our grand opening Sunday. Could we put our hands together and praise God? Hallelujah. 
And listen, I could literally point to people and call out names and show you different people that God is, is, is calling and God is going to use in mighty ways and they're going to reach people. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Do you know, do you know that in our first year, our entire budget for the first year of Chicago Tabernacle, we took in 200, I remember the number, okay, we took in $232,000 in 12 months. And we prayed as a church, and we said, you know what, we got to do something in Philadelphia. God has clearly opened up a door. We're going to follow the move of God. We're going to sow seed into the, into the will of God there in Philadelphia. And in one Sunday, not one year, in one Sunday, we raised over $250,000. Could we praise God? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. And what that tells you is that the accelerating power of the Holy Spirit is upon us. The accelerating power of the Holy Spirit is upon his people. And we're going to see God move stronger, quicker than we've ever seen him move before. Somebody say amen to that. We believe it, oh God. Hallelujah. We believe it. I got one more quick picture to show you. This is to me evidence of the work of God. You see this brother, I'm not even going to say his name. This brother and his wife are, are, are part of Philadelphia Tabernacle. They drive almost two hours to get to church. But they're there, they're praying, they're serving. And let me tell you something, when God brings divine addition like this, you can bank, you can know that you know that God is on the move. Could we praise Jesus one more time? Jesus is on the move. Jesus is on the move. Hallelujah. I wish I had time to tell you many, many other stories. Okay, but, but, but here's the key. Here's how we apply this to ourselves now. I'm just quick application, and then we're going to pray together. How do we step into God's wonderful? How do we experience God's wonderful for 2023? Because indeed he has it. He has an exceedingly and abundantly beyond for you. Indeed, he has it. So it goes really, it really goes back to just, everybody say just like Abraham. Okay, what do you got to do? Number one, we have to receive his wonderful by faith. We have to receive his wonderful by faith. There's something so powerful, listen to me, someone who's watching online, okay? There's something so powerful. There is a powerful transaction. There's something magnetic about you towards God when you say, Jesus, I believe you. I believe you, Lord. I believe you. The Bible says, listen, I want to read this to you. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it, been, as it, uh, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. 
be. Without weakening in his faith, in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was good as dead. I'm not talking about denying reality. I'm talking believing God's word. I'm talking about believing God's word. God is able by his mighty power to do exactly what he has promised you. It says, listen, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead, dead, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded. Everybody say fully persuaded. He was fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. And so what, and so what happened was what, what Abraham did as he said, Lord, you've given me a faith target. You've given me a faith target, and I am going to fix myself on that target, and I won't let it go. So here's how, what this means. I was actually in a, a pastor's conference this past week. My wife and I went, and um, there was a quote by the leader of the conference. He's going to come and speak here sometime in the, in the near future. But here's what Scott Wilson said, and I want you to, if you could play something. So here's what Scott Wilson said, and it just struck me like a lightning bolt. I hope it strikes you. He said, you, the, the call of God will never be realized in your life until you come into agreement with it. The call of God will never be realized in your life until you come into agreement with it. What does it take to come into agreement with the call of God upon your life? Faith. Faith. Faith says, God, this is what you have for me. This is what you have for my children. This is what you have for my family. God, and even against all hope, things might not be looking good, but I agree with what you've said about me. I agree with what you've promised to me. Lord, you did it in the past, and you'll do it again. What is God looking for? What is it that pleases God? Faith pleases God. It pleases God when you get alone before God and say, Lord, even though I don't deserve it, God, even even though this is crazy, even though this whole house is jacked up, even though this is an absolute mess and I'm the one who dug this, God, you are merciful, you are powerful, you are loving, you are redeeming, you are the God who restores and renews and rebuilds and I'm here to believe, oh God. I'm here to really believe and receive. You gotta believe for your marriage. You got to believe for your children. You got to believe for your career. You got to believe and say, yes, Lord, you are able. I'm talking about the nitty gritty of what is a real heart. What are your real hearts right now? If I were to ask you a question right now, what is the heart of your life? Would you be able to answer it? I'm sure you would. Well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to say, God, my too hard is your too wonderful. In the back of the seat or in front of you, there are these color, I, I don't know if I brought it with me. There are these colorful uh, pages. I had it a moment ago. And yes, 
So listen, there are these colorful, I want you to grab hold of it right now. Don't write in it yet, but in a few moments, I'm going to want you to write what you believe is God's too wonderful for your life. If you feel like you need to pray a little bit more, take it with you. What we're going to do at the end of the service is I want you to put it in a box and we're going to pray all year long for God's too wonderful. Now, here's why this is important. Please focus in. Okay, the reason why this is important is because God wants, when God gives you something great like he gave to Abraham, notice that he fixed on this faith journey. He didn't let it go. He said, God, you're going you're gonna to break through in, 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 in my life. You're going to provide this son for me. And time and time and time goes by, and Abraham kept believing. And people would say, man, I so feel sorry for Imagine people looking at Abraham and saying, Tito. Man, what a blessed guy, but man, they, they didn't get the promise. But Abraham said, no, I believe, oh God. I believe. Do you know that even if you're serving the Lord 40 years, God still has some wonderful left for you? Get into your heart. Get into your spirit. All year long, we're going to believe God for the wonderful can I tell you something? This it takes a lot of courage to preach a message like this because we could say, oh, we're going to build this building. Oh, we're going to do this project. Guess who the project is? Everybody say, I'm the project. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. God is going to work in our lives. We're going to learn, live, and give our way into God's wonderful. Come on, put your hands together by faith and say, yes, I believe. But what is it? So there's goal setting that people give up by Blue Monday. But I'm talking about something greater than that. I'm talking about writing it down. He said, write down the vision. Though it tarry, it will be fulfilled. So first thing, you have to receive it by faith. And you got to know what you're receiving. What is it? Number two. Okay, we not only receive it by faith, but then we pursue his wonderful by following. We pursue his wonderful. You got to go after the wonderful. There's a very specific reason why we are on a learn, live, and give journey. See, as a pastor, as a pastor, I, I, I just think about what is, what is God's will for my life in regards to you? And I'm going to tell you what it is. It's to help you to get closer to God and become. It's, it's, to, it's to get you closer to Jesus, to learn how to walk with Jesus more than ever before, to believe Jesus, to grow in Jesus, to be like a tree bearing fruit in season, that your leaf would not wither, that your roots go down in Christ. That's what this is all about. It's not about any personality. It's not about any building. It's about the children of God growing in God for the glory of God, fruit for the glory of the Father, and that's what we're going to believe God to do. The greatest 
least gift that we could give to God is say, Lord, have your way with my life. I want to bear fruit for you. That's why you come to church. You don't come to church, oh, I just want to feel good for about 45 minutes. No. We come to church to grow. We come to church to be transformed by the power of the glory of God so that we can go and bear more fruit for the Father's glory. In 2023, that's what we're going to do. We're going to learn, live, and give. We're going to follow Christ. How many know faith follows? Everybody say faith follows. Now I want to give you two very practical things. I'm going to give you two very practical things. We in our hearts have always dreamt of providing a way for you to learn and change and grow, for you to be on the learn, live, give journey. We haven't necessarily put this out in the past, but, but this year, uh, sometime in the coming year, we're going to be unveiling something to you, like, or should I say, well, I'm unveiling it now, but providing it for you. But here's what I want to do first. So there's a becoming pathway, okay? There's a pathway for every person. I want you to know this. If you're watching online, whether you come to this church or not, okay, if you're watching online, how does a person grow? What are the stages of growth? Here's a fundamental pathway for you and for your children. You need to know the journey of God, and here it is. So we have lots of pre-members, okay? These are all the people we need to lead to Jesus. Somebody say amen. How many want to thank God in advance for all the pre-members of 2023? Come on, we're going to see a lot of people saved. In Philadelphia, okay, there's a, there's a whole host of stuff that goes with this, but maybe you just started coming to church, so there's all of this stuff that we want to make clear. This is what a pre-member should go through. Then there's the member. And, and becoming part, becoming a member of the body of Christ is important. There was a church in Corinth. There was a church of Ephesus. There were churches, the church of Galatia. There were all of these different churches. And even though we're part of the big C church, we should also be connected to a particular church because we are the body of Christ. Somebody needs to know you and you need to know somebody. There's somebody should, who should be served by you and you should be served by somebody. Anybody thankful for the ushers? Anybody thankful for the band? Anybody thankful for the tech people? So there's pre-member, then there's member, then we want to make sure that every Christian, after they become a member, they learn how to become a spiritual parent. This is the true blue learn, live, and give journey for us. This is the, the becoming pathway. If you want to become spiritually speaking, by the way, when you are on this spiritual path, you're going to notice your family path, your professional path, your emotional, all of those things will bloom and flourish. Because if you want to grow close and follow Jesus, I'm telling you, you will grow in every sense of the word. So we want everyone to learn how to be a spiritual parent. How many want to lead people to Jesus? Could I see your hands? Come on. We need to lead people to Jesus. So be it. 
After that, we want people to learn how to lead maybe a becoming group. For us, our goal is that everyone could, could get to the place where, hey, two or three are gathered. You can open the Bible. You could share. You could do a little mini Bible study at your, at your, at your workplace. Hey, guys, come. Get here 15 minutes early. I'm going to read some verses. We're going to pray together. I'm going to share some stuff. How many believe we can impact Chicago? We can impact Philadelphia by taking the word of God wherever we go. We got to take it to the streets. Okay, a group leader for some ministry leader, then even lay pastor. We have for the first time a lay pastor in our history at Chicago Tabernacle. Mike, would you stand? Is Ann with you? She's not with you, but stand up. Come on, let's praise God for Pastor Mike. This is the first of many. This is just the beginning. And so here's what we want to do. I want you to kind of look at this pre-member, member, spiritual parent, group leader, ministry leader, lay pastor. This year, we will be, we're going to start building it. We've got the tech done, but we're going to start building it out. And then, I don't know, it may take to the summer or the fall, but we are starting at Chicago and Philadelphia Tabernacle, the Becoming School. And it's going to be an online part online, part in-house uh, training model for, for the pathway of becoming meaning. It ev there are classes that we want to make available to you. You could take online learning is, is, is what it is. And you can take part of it online with working with your own schedule. And then we'll have these classes where that's people who are taking that will come to the church and join together. Or in some cases on a Zoom call, we're going to unfold all of this so that we will not just be inspired. So look, last thing I'll say, and then we're going to pray. You see, look, there's a, a deliberate energy that you can put in as a pastor, okay? One energy could be that every time I preach, I find a way to get you so riled up and inspired that you wanna come to church because you just wanna experience the move of God, which is good. Help me, Jesus, I wanna do that, you know? But here's what I don't want. I don't want to turn you into inspiration junkies. Inspiration junkies, they come, they get the shock and the thrill. They go, that was powerful. And then they leave and they wait for more inspiration. You see, that's not the way this is supposed to be. Yes, we are inspired by the glory of God, but there should be instruction. Instruction is part of what builds you. Instruction is what enables you to build other people. When we know the truth, then we can give the truth. When we learn it and then live it, then we can give it away. Anybody want to learn, live, and give in 2023? Come on, let's put our hands together. Hallelujah. So here's what I want to do. I want you to first of all begin to pray and say, Lord, help me to grow on this journey. We'll be, the news will be coming when we get all of this together. It's, it's, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. I can't wait to the day we announce registration for the first classes uh, on the, uh, uh, on be, in Becoming School for our online ministry here. But what I want you to do right now is I want you to take out this card.
in Philadelphia, take out, take out uh, uh, this card. We're going to call it a card. In a moment, Pastor Josh is going to come. And for those who fill out the card, you're going to be able to pin it right on the wall. They have a, we'll show you a picture maybe next week. They have a learn, live, give wall. They're going to pin it. And when prayer meetings come, we're going to be able to come and lay hands on that wall and say, Lord, this is your wonderful and you're going to do it. Whether you fill it out today, if you fill it out today, I want you to go in the lobby, put this in a box. We've got very cool gear that you should pick up as well. But I want you to put this in a box and we're going to paper mache it on those giant hands that you saw. And we're going to be praying over those hands all year long. And we're going to be interceding for the too wonderful of God to visit your life your home and your family. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to not just receive it by faith, but with the whole year, we're going to follow, follow Jesus. We're going to stick with Jesus. We're going to learn, live our way, and give our way into the fullness of the plan of God.